0: So I wanted to talk about the new Watchmen show on HBO because it gave me a lot of feels in a lot of different ways. But I think I'm going to let that sit and probably talk about that tomorrow. So if you haven't seen it yet and you have access to it, you got some homework. If you want to get involved in the spoiler talk that we'll be going with that. But today I actually created A temp cover for the book I'm going to be working on for National Novel Writing Month next month. And I want to talk about why I do that on today's Project Shadow. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorsett, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, which is the first book in the Mask of the Gods series. Book two, Sanctify My Sins, is already written and currently in editing. And I'm happy to announce that unless things change, come November, I will begin writing Glorify My Name, the third book in that series. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we have of actually communicating with each other in the real world. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. Alrighty. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be working on glorifying my name which will be the third and potentially the final book in the Mask of the Gods series, at least for a while. It completes the trilogy of books that I originally came up with when I started working on Crucify. So, and I use the word trilogy lightly. I mean, the stories do feed one into another, but it is not a trilogy in the traditional sense of the term in that it's a part one, part two, and part three of the same story. It's three stories that each build on each other to what will hopefully be a satisfying climax in Glorify My Name. And I spent today making, well, I spent the last couple days playing with, and today I actually finished what I'm going to be considering the temporary cover for the book. And this is something that I have done for my National Novel Writing Month projects for a while. It's something I actually do for all of the projects that I work on. And there's a weird reason for that. It gives me something to aspire to. You see, the most ecstatic thing for me as a writer is not to publish the book. It's actually not even selling the books it is the very selfish and narcissistic feeling of holding a book that I've written in my own hand. I I love it. it. It is one of the things that helps get me through the process of writing and editing and doing all of the other stuff that goes into writing the, the whole craft and process. And one of the things that I've learned about myself is when those Demons of Doubt come up, and we've talked about them previously on the show. One of the things that helps me get through and actually get a book written is to be able to pull up on my phone or on the computer the cover art for the book that I'm working on. And when I say cover art, I do it as if it is the final cover art, and sometimes it is, The temp cover I came up with for Sanctify, I really like. The people that I've shown it to have had a very positive um, opinion of it. So it's going to be the final cover. The one I did for Crucify, I actually changed after the book came out. And that does happen sometimes. But the point of the entire process is for me to be able to hold the book in my hand. And in doing so to kind of goad myself into continuing writing in those dark points in the writing process to find a way to push forward so I can actually have a physical, tangible, finished book in my hands. It's a weird thing that motivates me and gets me going, and I don't know how many of you it will help, but it's... One of those things that has become such an integral part of my process in writing that I really wanted to share it with you. Now, I have done book covers in a lot of different ways. I like to draw, I like to paint, and I have drawn covers in the past. I have painted covers in the past. Um, I use 3D rendering software to do a lot of my covers here recently because it allows me to have the freedom of worrying about lighting and posing and really perfecting the image that I want, as opposed to simply drawing and redrawing and redrawing, which can take a lot of time. It speeds the process up. Now, those rendered images then go through a mammoth amount of post-processing to get exactly the way that i want them to get so it is rare that i actually ever really have the final version of a book done a book cover done prior to you know the book actually coming out i'm you know being written but I, I i really enjoy the process and i think this is something that you might want to try especially especially if you're somebody who doesn't think of yourself as artistic because you're eventually going to have to have a cover for the book anyway. And even if it's just stick figures or a copy and paste job where you're cutting images from various other things together and doing kind of a collage. I know a lot of people do mood boards and stuff to help motivate them through a project. For me, getting to see a cover is... Better because it is the end goal. The end goal is not just to take the time to write this, but to publish it, to get it out into the world. So I would highly recommend for you to find some way, if you can and if you're interested, to try to make your own c- cover. It doesn't have to be the final cover, you can send, but once you have something that you like, especially if it's something that you really like. It's a place to jump off from when you actually try to contract a final cover in the first place. You see, when my very, very first book, Liquid Sky, came out, I asked if I could send in a um, proposal for what I wanted the cover to be, and they liked it so much that it became the final cover of that horrible... Piece of crap book that I will soon be selling off my remaining stock of over at projectshadow.com. I'll be sending that, signing copies of it and send them out to people who want them. Because, yeah, it's always good to see where people start, I guess. But that just kind of became a trend with one major exception. You see, when I did Fates Haro, I had little say. Actually, that that's inaccurate. I had absolutely no say over what went onto the cover of those books when they originally came out. And they were terrible. The people at Amazon who I was working with at the time really didn't understand what I was doing. And they made these this weird cover that was basically like a strange gradient triangle with my face in the corner and then changed the color slightly for each um part of the book as it came out. And oh that that didn't make me happy. That really didn't make me happy. And so I kind of went back to my roots and from that point on because after that experience is when I really delved into self-publishing just exclusively. That's what I wanted to do. I started making my own covers because it was something that I knew that I had the talent. Well, I feel like I'm being so puffed up when I say this, but I I have the skill set to do it. I'm not going to say that I necessarily have the talent, though people have said nice things about my book covers, though some they didn't get and some I've had to change over time because I liked them and audiences didn't. So you know it's not an infallible process but it is a very powerful one and it's a very empowering thing to be able to pick up a story to pick up a book and to have it in your hand while it's still being written it it's hard for me to explain exactly the thrill that that gives me and helps to break that funk that often happens about midway through a writing project where All of the little voices in your head are telling you that you shouldn't have started this in the first place and it's the worst thing that you've ever worked on and all that. But if you can, and if you feel so inspired, I highly recommend that you do it. And we're going to talk about maybe some ways you could do that in a moment. So one of the things that you may want to look into, though it is not free, but it's one of the tools that I rather enjoy using is something called Daz Studio. You can find it at Daz3D.com and that's D-A-Z 3D.com and they're not sponsoring this episode though as much money as I've given them over the years, they could sponsor me because I've used them a lot, but they allow you to use whatever you render out of it as a 2D image copyright free so you can make your book covers in there you can make any artwork that you want to in there the thing is you can't use it to make an animated movie without buying an animated license you can't use it to make a video game without you buying a video game license but as far as doing straight up renders and you you own those you can do whatever you want to with them so they are a product that i have used extensively in the past Mainly because they let me focus on the things that are important to me. You know, while the characters that are in there do, may or may not look exactly like the characters that are in my head. And sometimes I go to ex- through extreme lengths to make them look like the characters in my head. Um, but whether or not they look like the characters in my head, they let me focus on the things that are important, and that's composition and lighting, and exactly how I want the covers to flow, and exactly what I want them to look like. And over the years, as I've used them, their tool has gotten so much better, and has really allowed me to get my vision out. And I've talked about this before as a self-published writer. One of the most important things that you can do is have your own unique vision, That everything should look like something that came from you and not like something that came from somebody else. Because all we have is our reputation. And as much as I hate the term, all we have is our brand. So even if you don't use it to make final versions of the covers that you're doing, they have a free starter kit that comes with free characters. And you can pose and play with it and do all of that for free. Um, even if you don't make your final version with this, it might help you when talking to an artist to tell them what you really want, because I know because I do some contract work for people, um, when they tell me what they want me to work for them to do for them, it can be really tricky because they don't have a firm image in their own mind And that means I have to take my time to do multiple versions often if I can't get them to settle on a concept fairly quickly in the process. So I highly recommend for the sanity of the artists you do work with, being able to get some kind of a thumbnail image would really help them. But I think it would help you as well, because one of the things that this has done for me is it's made me conceptualize the books that I'm working on in completely different and unique ways. Because each series that I do has a distinctive look and a distinctive feel as to how I do the artwork for them and what the final artwork actually looks and feels like. And in coming up with all of those And again, I apologize for saying this word, but it is the correct word, even though I despise it so much. Developing the brand for that series is such a vital thing for you to be able to get people to understand that, one, the books are all connected and that the stories matter. So, for example, if you look at Crucify My Love, the image that's on the top for the Mask of the Gods logo, that's something that I drew. And... It is then placed on the image for the cover. That's something that unites and will unite the covers of all three books that will be there because they are all part of the Mask of the God series. Each cover is also done in monochrome, but the color will actually change from book to book. The first book is red, the second book is gold, and the third book I'm pretty sure will be blue. And that was an accident in some of the work that I was doing today, but I really like it. So the third book will probably be blue. Now, technically, it might be better for me to keep a consistency and maybe all three books should have been red or all three books should have been gold or not monochrome to begin with. But to me, by having the color of the cover so boldly match the Title of the book. So, Crucify My Love is Red. Sanctify My Sins is Gold. Glorify My Name is This Royal Blue. And by having those colors kind of match the titles, it is evocative of the book that you're on. It also makes them stand out one from another. And I've kept the same kind of very high contrast imagery on the cover of each book. And hopefully, In the end, they will look as coherent and consistent as I believe that they do to other people who are not me. But in so doing, that very high contrast that appears on the covers is a good reminder for me for the types of stories that I'm telling here. These are very high drama stories. They're about a person in the deepest sense who has been struggling with depression their entire life. And this is played out through their relationship with the character sister death and how they interact and how they come to know each other and how they learn to work together is or oppose one another I really should say that. Cause well, if you read the books, you know what I'm talking about, but I, the, the relationship between the two forms the real backbone there and it is this stark contrast between the way Sister Death wants Shinobu to see the world is in black and white and he sees the world in vivid color and so by having the covers be that kind of mashup between the perspective that Sister Death is wanting him to have so that everything is essentially black and white but at the same time this vivid color Coming in, it's a kind of a visual representation of the story and the conflict that's going on in the story itself, at least to me. (laughs) And that makes it so much easier to write and to remember what I'm doing in these stories. When you look at the cover for, say, the chain, you'll notice that that's a watercolor, and so those stories are much more. you know, impressionistic, they're much more of a lighter touch, they're not as grave, even though sometimes the um, outcome can be really, you know, dire, if not handled well. And you look at Labyrinth of Souls, and it has a fairly cinematic cover that I did for it, and that's because of the way I kind of envisioned that series, is it's almost like a movie series in my own head. And by capturing that in the artwork in the way that I did and being able to have that in my hand as I'm working on the story itself, it helps me to remember what it is that I'm doing and why I'm doing it and helps me to get to the end of the book. And like I said, sometimes the temporary covers change. Sometimes they don't, but they're always something that helps me through the entire process of creating. So whether you do it, like I said, with stick figures, whether you do it as a collage, or if you have the artistic skill to try to throw something together, I I recommend that you try it, try to slap something together for a cover for your work in progress and have it there with you as you're working as motivation to get finished. I'd really be curious to see if it helps people other than me. Alrighty. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, please rate the the podcast and whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help out a lot. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. If you would rather to hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. If you have a dollar you can throw my way, it really would help out a lot. In the show notes, you'll find a link to both the Patreon and the listener support page. The difference between the two is people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. Hopefully more stuff going forward, something I've been working on, and I'll be talking about that. Probably later. <laughs> probably in December or January. But probably December. Um, thank you to everybody who already does that. If you don't have any money right now or you just don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you could show your support by either sharing this podcast, the world building I'm doing over at World Anvil, or my books, to somebody that you think would like them, that really does help out a lot. Because this is how I support myself. <laughs> and it's really not easy, but I don't want—I don't need to pity. I don't need it. Anywho, I hope you had fun. I hope you enjoyed the show. Tomorrow will be a serious episode on Watchmen. So if you haven't checked it out, do that. And don't forget to have the fun. Bye.